Hi everyone, welcome to the It's Growing Season podcast. I'm your host Maggie, and this series will be about all things related to real growth, true health and wellness, and learning to love and care for yourself. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope this podcast inspires you to invest in yourself more and to never stop growing into the best version of you. So without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the It's Growing Season podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 46, where I have a conversation with Iana Shi, who I like to call my soul sister because we just have such a precious connection that I am so grateful for and I'm so happy to have her on my show today. She is also known as Wellness with Ian on Instagram, where she shares very candidly about her spiritual healing and growth journey. In this episode, we chat about self-love and why it is okay to be selfish in your healing journey. We talk about befriending and embracing your shadows or that darker side of yourself, uncovering subconscious programmings, as well as unlearning old beliefs and adopting the new. We also dive into how triggers can actually be blessings on our healing journey and the power of growing through discomfort. I am so excited to share this with you all. You can find all of Yana's links in the show notes below. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would help me out a ton. And yeah, I am so excited to share this with you all. This is such a precious conversation and you can just feel the joy and like the passion in both of us like talking about these things I'm just I'm so happy I just finished recording the episode with her and I'm like recording this intro and I'm still smiling because I just feel so fulfilled um but yeah without any further ado um hope you enjoy and let's dive right into the show hi Yana thank you so much for joining me today hi thank you so much for having me I am so excited for our conversation today. I feel like we've been planning this for so long. It's it's about time. Um, Before we dive into the conversation, I would love if you could tell us a bit about yourself so the listeners can get to know you first. Yeah, for sure. So um, my name is Yana. I'm currently 20 years old and I'm living in Melbourne at the moment. I'm doing my bachelor's in psychology and criminology. I moved around a little bit growing up, so I lived in Shanghai, and then I moved to Melbourne, and then I moved to Taiwan to finish off my high school, which is where I met Maggie, and um, now I'm back in Melbourne just finishing off my uh, university. Oh, I didn't know you were in Melbourne even before Taiwan. Yeah, I lived there for like seven years, and then I moved to Taiwan. So you were only in Taiwan for your high school? Yes, I was only in Taiwan for like four years, and then I was in Melbourne for seven, and then I'm now I'm back. Oh, that's why you're like, your accent just keeps going back and forth. Yeah. It's actually really annoying because if I talk to someone with an American accent throughout the podcast, like my accent's going to change the shift into yours. <laughs> I feel like it's already morphing now. I can hear it. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> yeah, I'm having like an identity crisis right now on your podcast. <laughs> it's okay it's okay um yeah but I would love to talk to you about kind of your own spiritual journey and just would you mind sharing how you got started and kind of what role spirituality plays in your life yeah um 
I knew you were going to ask this question and I specifically didn't prepare anything because I keep thinking this phrase in my head. It's like, I feel like the journey I'm on, like the healing journey or like spirituality, it kind of found me. Mm. Like, I don't know if you've seen this meme, but it's like, oh, how are you so mature today? And then the punchline is like, it's the trauma. Like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like it's through the trauma that like, unintentionally pushed me into trying to understand myself further and then somehow that led into me discovering like spirituality and how to become conscious and like quote-unquote awakening Mm -hmm. um and I think it started like quite a long time ago maybe when I was like 16 or 17 I remember my first encounter with something spiritual was like the book called The Secret Mm. and yeah it was talking about like manifesting and since that moment like I had the idea that life doesn't just happen to us it's not like a series of things where it just happens and we don't have a say like I kind of realized you co-create your reality and I'm just as powerful in like creating my life and I think that's how I started getting into spirituality Mm. it's always like it's always a book or someone or like a quote that kind of sparks like for me it was also a book it was well I feel like I didn't really have a specific point where spirituality came in. It was just kind of like it started until you kind of realize that this is a part of your life and then you consciously become, I I don't know. Yeah, I I totally know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like so hard to explain. But for me, it was the book Happiness by Mm. Matthew something. But um, my high school English teacher uh, assigned this book it was like the first self-help book I've ever read and I haven't read the secret but I'm I that is on my list yeah Yeah, I am in the process of of getting to starting to read it but um yeah I think just books and like reading about things that we're not usually exposed to reading about spirituality and self-help uh you read the alchemist and that book was like it was so transformative for me yeah And I think like, it's so true in that, like, there's not a pivotal point, like you don't just wake up and you're like, I'm awakened and like, I'm spiritual. It's definitely just a journey. Like as you discover more about yourself, you discover more about spirituality because Mm -hmm. at our core, like we're all spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. It just takes time to realize it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually want to ask you a question that I typically ask guests at the end of my podcast, like the very last question, but I wanted to switch it up today and ask you this question first, because I feel like it'll be a good segue into the rest of the questions that we have planned. Mm -hmm. So my podcast is called It's Growing Season. And I believe that just like crops, humans go through different seasons in their life. So I want to ask you, how would you define this specific season in your life? Like, like what are you navigating through right now? At this current point in my life, mm. I would say, um, I would call it like a transitional period. So um, maybe in between seasons, I think right now in my life, there's a lot of uncertainty and changes, um, not even just physically, like moving into a new country, but mentally and I'm the best way to describe it is I'm unlearning everything about myself and relearning what it means to love myself and discover my worth and my place in this world kind of thing. Mm. And how are you beginning to unlearn those old like programmings and kind of the things that we were taught 
or mm. the experience that we had like how do you even begin to unlearn that and then like replace something new like unlearning old beliefs I believe the first thing you have to do is like become present mm. so a lot I think a lot of us go through our lives just being the way we are and we're so reactionary because we think like I'm just an angry person or I'm, I'm impatient so I snap Mm-hmm. But then it's finding the gap between your reactions and your behaviors and then being like, being present with it. Like, wait, so why am I reactive? Or like, why am I impatient? Or why do I want to run away when someone approaches me with like a conflict or something? Like being present. So firstly, being aware of it. And then secondly, I guess, becoming curious. So mm-hmm. digging deeper. And I think that's like the most beneficial thing that has I've ever done for myself is like getting curious not being like blamey like why am I so weak why am I so avoidant it's like what are you like what happened (laughs) to me in my life that made me this way Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of our old programming comes from like our childhood the way we're raised the people we're surrounded by like the subconscious beliefs we absorbed when we were young and then like journaling about that talking to friends about that like through that is kind of how you uncover why you are the way you are and that's what I mean by uncovering old programming Mm. because most of the times we don't even realize that all these things have already been ingrained in our subconscious from years and years ago even from our childhood but when we react in a certain way we kind of think there's something inherently wrong with us but it's not it's because it's it's part of you, but it's so deep within you that you don't even recognize mm-hmm. that it's there. So I totally agree being present and then asking yourself where these beliefs are coming from or where these reactions are coming from. Yeah, because I think like it's so tiring to, in a way, you uncovering your old beliefs is you becoming conscious, right? Like you knowing that you have a say in everything you do, like the way you react can be controlled from you. Like, it's not just something that's like, that flows and it's unconscious. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really tiring when you live unconsciously because like, you literally have no power in your life. You're like being dragged left and right. You let people affect you. You let situations affect you. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, you're like, you think you're problematic. You think there's something wrong in you, but there's not. Like, it's literally everything outside of you kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You said from the secret that you, that was the moment when you realize you can co-create your reality you're actually actively creating your reality and that's when we um recognize our subconscious and we choose those better feeling thoughts you realize that this is not it's not just like the universe working against you you know you have a say in all of this and you have the power to like reclaim that control yes I totally agree like you realize things aren't happening against you but like everything is happening for you yeah and everything that's happening in your life you are like actually choosing it so Mm -hmm. if you're you become conscious you know you're creating it Mm -hmm. and then for those people that are maybe in their journey where they're still more unconscious they think it's like what's the word like they they have like a victim mindset of why this is happening right Mm -hmm. but then when you know your place in the world you know like in some way, it's like my subconscious beliefs are creating what's happening to me right now because I'm attracting that to myself mm-hmm. based on what I believe about myself or my worth or my like the world or my values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like energetically speaking, if you 
our thinking negative thoughts I like to think about it or at least I've read that it's kind of like a radio station if you tune it slightly off you're not going to receive that radio frequency to listen to the actual radio station it's just like manifestations and law of attraction if you are emitting or radiating like a a lower vibrational frequency then you're going to attract that there's no way like if you don't inherently change yourself, you're not going to attract better circumstances. You can't just yeah. keep doing life on on autopilot and doing the same things yeah. over and over again and expect something to change unless you change yourself. Yes, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And you also talked about self-love. I'd love to talk about kind of how you even began to like cultivate love for yourself. What did that journey look like? Yeah. If I reflect, it's been like a very long journey. I think like my whole life, basically just a little backstory. Like I think I grew up in a family dynamic that was really dysfunctional. So I grew up having just the lowest like self-worth I could ever imagine. Um, It was to the point where like during a conversation with a friend, I couldn't even talk about myself because my head would be like, why would they care about anything I have to say? Like, why would they even want to know my opinions? Like it was just plummeted to the ground. Um, And I grew up not having any self-love because I think this is also Asian culture as well and Asian programming, but it's like, you do everything for your family. Your family comes first. You have to be like good to your elders and to your mom and like to your brother, like you give. And then you're always the second one. And so like in my family, family I guess the role that I played was like the peacemaker and like the person that just suppressed everything they felt to make other people happy Mm. so I grew up basically believing like I'm not really worth anything um and that my opinions don't matter and everyone else comes before me um and so I don't know why like makes me sad talking about this (laughs) yeah um I think it's still a bit of like a trigger for me because I'm reflecting on it I see what a long way I've come but also because I love my inner child so much I feel very bad for her that she had to go through that yeah. um and I think it was just through a gradual process of firstly like I got into self-development so understanding that I can become better um and that was empowering for me because it's like oh I don't have to be this person that I think I am like someone very little and small so it's like oh I can actually improve myself and become someone better so that I can learn to love myself and then that kind of like gradually progressed to um knowing my worth a little bit more like I guess when I started seeing myself in a better light it was like oh other people can also see me in that light too because I think I'm kind of cool now and like (laughs) I'm a cool human being um and then I think it was like this year which was the most pivotal point of my self-love journey like it was in quarantine and I was just alone. So I had a lot of time to reflect. And I think when you take the time to get to know yourself, like you would a friend, you learn that like, wow, like you're actually amazing because now I see all my weaknesses as like strengths too. And I'm like, I'm such a powerful person to go through all of that and like make it out and be here today kind of thing. And I started understanding why I am the way I am. And I started to not blame myself anymore because it was like, oh, that's old programming. That's conditioning. And so that's actually how I cultivated love for myself. And then through that, just being more authentic to who I am as a person, like forcing myself to be authentic 
with friends, with the stuff I talk about in situations that I'm in that allowed me to be like, there are people that really appreciate me. And like, if they don't, I don't really need them in my life kind of thing. And it just keeps growing from there. Yeah. So you're able to just zoom out and view whatever situation you're in, in a more objective perspective. You can just see that it's programming. Like it's not you. And that is so hard to do. Yeah. It's so hard to do because you're like, okay, I know this, like, these are my actions, but you know that there's a part of you that is like separate from that because it's social programming. It's like childhood trauma programming. There's so many different programmings, but that's not you. It's just like influencing who you are, but at the very core, you're like your inner child, your, um, the soul. And I love what you said about your inner child, because like, sometimes I just want to give her a hug, you know, because literally, yeah, it's, Sometimes you really need a, um, there's this quote I came across recently that was like, be who your inner child or your younger self needed. Our history shapes up, shapes us so much to the point where we are now, but we can do so much to unlearn those patterns and then start prioritizing ourselves. Yeah, you're so right. And I think like the inner child recognizing that is so important because like when you can shift your perspective from being from loving oh, no sorry from hating her to to loving her like I all I feel is empathy for my little like little Iana and like mm-hmm. I, I can just feel like she was always in a place of hurt and like she didn't deserve that at all so like when you when you switch the mindset you're like oh my god I've spent like 18 years of my life like letting people put me down and then hating myself even further like literally throwing rocks at myself like the least I can do is like love her Mm-hmm. I think that was like the point for me. It's like, I deserve better now. And I'm the only person that can give that to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like sometimes, or a lot of the times people think self-love and prioritizing yourself is selfish. And what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that about, you know, actually taking the time to dedicate to yourself rather than constantly expending that energy on other people? Yeah, I think this is something we both, talked about because it's really prevalent in both of our lives and um I was talking about this with a friend recently as well so we were saying when you grow up just believing that like other people are more important when you start loving yourself and like actually choosing yourself so it can be something as little as like someone's asking me to hang out but I don't feel like it like I don't have energy back then I would never have been able to say no but you love yourself you honor yourself you're like no I come first so I'm going to stay home and rest today. Like something as little as that can feel so selfish. You can think like, oh, I'm not being a good person. Like I'm not meeting their needs kind of thing. But I think that's like something you have to reaffirm. Like every time you think that thought, you're like, no, loving myself is not selfish. That's something society has conditioned me to think. It's not true. Like I tell myself that all the time because it's not selfish. You can't like, take care of anyone else if you don't take care of yourself and so in that way if you think about it it's the least selfish thing you can do because if you fill up your cup first you have more to give to other people than the world right yeah because then you can actually show up fully when you're with other people show up fully as yourself rather than mm. you know pouring from an empty cup for everyone and you know that's not fully yourself you're it's actually also you know, not beneficial for other people because they're not getting anything and you're just wasting this energy that 
you really need to give to yourself first. And I love how you said you're like filling your cup and then everything that's excess and flowing, you can start providing for other people. Yeah. And another thing I want to add is like, I think people that are used to kind of leeching off your selflessness Mm. will have a reaction at the start. Like whether it's the closest people to you, like your family, your friends, people that have known you for all your life, they're going to be like, oh, why is she different now? Like, why am I feeling less important kind of thing? But that's also their, it's coming from their ego that needs to feel safe in this dynamic you've created where you always make them feel important. Mm -hmm. And so like their reaction is not your responsibility. And that's something that I'm learning as well. That's like their projection onto me and it has nothing to do with me. So I think Maggie and I talked about this before, but if you need to let someone down, like let them down, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I love mm-hmm. what you said about you, you're not able to control their actions and not your responsibility because ultimately those people who are leeching off of your selflessness and they're having that reaction, it's, it's, it's their egos that are being threatened. And it has nothing to do with you because in fact, you're actually letting go of your ego and you're actually letting just your soul rest. I feel like it's, I like to think about it as rest because you're doing everything you can to prioritize yourself. And a lot of the times when we're, even if you spend time with people, when you're not, when your cup isn't full, you're not your genuine self either. And this is something that I've been talking to you a lot about recently, just like, how can you even find your genuine self? And I just think that in spending time in solitude and actually prioritizing yourself is when you find your genuine self. And then you can show up as her, where wherever you are with whoever you spend time with, you end up showing your, you end up showing up as her. And those reactions from people, you know, the people who will think, oh, she's changed, like she's different. Those are not your real friends because your real friends will actually stay with you through your growth journey and see the, all these different sides of you. And the real ones will stay for that like most genuine version of yourself, the one that has her cup filled. I totally agree. Yeah. And the real ones will take the time to understand you, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than just wanting you to be a certain way. And then when that doesn't serve them anymore, like then they let you go kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And what about that darker version of yourself? We were talking about the shadow and like embracing your shadow, right? And our, just our, our little private conversation. (laughs) I'd love to talk about this and what your thoughts are on just like embracing that darker side of you. Yeah. I think shadow self and like shadow work, that's something that I'm currently working on. So I don't have like a lot of knowledge to give in this area because I feel like it's something I'm learning to work through like so basically shadow work is like bringing the dark parts of you to the light so seeing that and then when you see it you're able to integrate it like you're able to also show love for it and then show up whole if that makes sense Mm -hmm. rather than like suppressing all these parts of us that are like quote-unquote bad um and a lot of the times go by unnoticed like it's just there in the shadow like lurking behind all of our reactions and actions um it's really confronting though for me and as someone who's very avoidant I often like don't take the time to look at my shadows because I it's overwhelming like because then I have to see where that comes from and then I'm like oh 
now that I'm aware of it, like, what if I think I'm a bad person? Like, there's a lot of overthinking. But um, I think it's just like a gradual process. And um, I guess letting yourself be seen is like a beautiful thing, right? Like, if you can't even let yourself be seen in front of yourself, you can't be fully authentic with the next person you're with, with the next person you're in a relationship with, with like your loved ones. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I've been really curious about shadow work too. And I, I forgot who I asked, but I was like, how do you even begin to, to find your shadows? Like how do you even start? And this person said that it's what triggers you. Like that's a good place to start noticing what triggers you. And that's, that relates to, you know, what triggers you is what you need to heal from. So if we can just identify our triggers and, you know, kind of set that ego aside. So that anger that arises or that discomfort that arises when you feel triggered by something, really lean into that and figure out why that makes you so uncomfortable. And in order Mm -hmm. to get over that discomfort, because you don't want to be triggered by this thing forever, right? In order to get through this discomfort, you really have to lean into what this means and then slowly untangle that from your mind. But obviously it's so much easier said than done, which is why shadow work is so hard. But I feel like even recognizing those triggers and what they mean can do so much for your mind. That's really true. And I guess like now that you said that, it maybe I've been doing shadow work like unintentionally. So when I think about it, it's like something where you have to like really dig deep and journal about or something. But I guess whenever I do feel triggered, I do lean into it and just I consciously ask myself why and understand myself. And I think maybe like we're both just starting out with shadow work. Those are like the baby steps that we do need to take. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you walk us through like when you feel triggered by something, how does your mind kind of process that? That's such a good question. Mm-hmm. I think <sighs> triggers are like blessings and that's so controversial, but like triggers really show you what's inside you that you need to like dig out. Um, it can be something as little as like, I don't know what it is. I can't, I can't think of anything at the moment, but like our triggers are just a projection of us because mm-hmm. like, it only triggers us because of something within within us. And that's why everyone's triggers are different. Like someone shouting at you might not trigger you, but it might trigger me because it might remind me of like a memory of something that happened in my childhood where I associate being shouted as, as being like unloved. You know what I mean? Um, So I guess when I feel triggered, um, one, I don't beat myself up. Like if I react, I react, but I, I pause and then, I kind of, I always do this, but when I'm triggered, I try to breathe because that's the only way it kind of takes me out of that like negative emotional body. And like, we've talked about this before, but like in order to see your triggers from an objective light, you, you can't like be identified with the trigger. You can't believe you are it because Mm -hmm. then like nothing will come from that. You create the gap and like you observe it. Like right now I'm like, where am I feeling it? in my body and I usually feel it in my heart like jealousy or like just really like an uncomfortable feeling a heavy feeling and I'm like okay but why um and then I kind of label it I literally say like I feel blank so 
I feel triggered because I'm feeling blah, blah, blah. And then I ask myself, but why do you feel blah, blah, blah? (laughs) And then that usually leads to more questions. And then the more layers you go, I always find a route that makes so much sense. And yeah, kind of just observing that. And then I put it to the side and see if that's something that comes up again in my life. And if it, that's something I need to dig deeper at or, or heal or understand. Um, yeah, I don't know if that made any sense. No, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. And it made me think, once you even get to the root of it all, which is very hard to begin with, but you yeah. can start showering that moment or that person, whoever's triggered you or even if it's yourself, you can start showering them with love and kind of forgiving them. Um, I think one time you sent me like this post about cord cutting. And I think that's so important. Like if you're able to send that person that you want to release love and kind of take back the energy that you, um, that they took from you and spiritually and mentally releasing that person, I feel like it'll help so much, even though you're not actually physically doing anything, but just like that, that mental release. And it's like a, a burden off of your chest because you've actually forgiven this person or experience or this even yourself from the past. Yeah, that's so true. It's so difficult. Yeah, it's so important. And I think you do feel lighter as well. Like we make so many unconscious emotional attachments to people and things that weigh us down and become like emotional baggage that we don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying how triggers are actually like a blessing. And I just thought that was the perfect way to bring the quote that I wanted to talk about all this time. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it's so funny because before we started recording, Iana sent me this post and I saw that same post like five minutes before and I copy and pasted it into my notes. It's um, it says feeling down is a good sign because Basically, it's an indication that there's something within you that needs to be released. So any negative emotion that is there is only because it's seeking to be freed and it's not there to be pushed down, fought against or ignored. So like this very much relates to the subconscious. And if anything negative arises, you actually have to confront that emotion, no matter how uncomfortable it is, because if you just keep suppressing it into your subconscious, it's just going to come back 10 times stronger. And then you're going to have to face like a bigger demon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like a pressure cooker. Like it keeps building up and then you explode. Um, And actually that was how I lived the majority of my life. But genuinely like 18 years I just remember like moments where you know those like shower moments when you're <laughs> under like the tap and you're just falling and you're having the worst breakdown <laughs> that was me except I didn't know at all like what was causing my suffering I couldn't even figure it out because I suppressed everything every tiny little thing down so deep and then you would be like oh I'm fine like nothing affects me but it's not it's never gone unless you address it it's like shadow work. Like it's never gone unless you bring it into the light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think like, that's such a big theme in my life right now, like building my tolerance up for discomfort, mm-hmm. just sitting through it rather than escaping because like in our modern world, like how easy is it to just pick up your phone and scroll or like go out with your friends or like drink it away or do something even more detrimental. Mm-hmm. It's become so easy to distract and numb ourselves, but like, the strength you have is like 
choose not choosing to do that like choosing to be present with your emotions sitting through it and when you do you realize like oh it's not really that bad like I'm I'm still here and I'm bigger than whatever discomfort is that I'm experiencing is Mm, I love that you're building your tolerance of discomfort because Mm. you can actually learn so much about yourself through the things that make you uncomfortable and if you're able to sit with it because you know that you, because once you don't identify with your discomfort and whatever it is you're getting triggered by, you know that it's going to pass. Like, because it's always passed. And, you know, all the negative situations in the, that you've experienced, you've already overcome. And you know that you're going to get through this next one. And I just love it because I feel like I've been able to raise that tolerance of discomfort. Because now when I'm under a lot of discomfort, I honestly just sit with it. And, I'm like, okay, this is happening to me today, but I know tomorrow I'm going to be, I'm going to feel better. I might not feel completely fine, but I'm going to feel a little bit better than I did today. And it's just like trying to get yourself to be present and not identify with whatever that thing is. But also it just takes so much honesty and releasing, like releasing in terms of journaling. I know we both love journaling, but also Mm. even just talking it out because that it's like a physical release from your body. So you're at the same time not identifying with it or like yeah however way like art or dance or whatever it's just like getting it out of your system or feeling it basically right like even crying like crying is so releasing Mm -hmm. I love crying (laughs) (laughs) I cry all the time it's amazing (laughs) but I always feel better after I cry um because it's you feeling it it's you like accepting that emotion Mm -hmm. Oh, and also I do want to bring in a quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. And he said something about like, every time you over, uh, what is it? Like something about every time you sit in your discomfort or like every time you do something you don't want to do, you're conquering a part of yourself, Mm -hmm. which is so true. Like, and that's so rewarding, isn't it? Like you're literally like becoming more powerful each time. Mm -hmm. you're becoming more powerful each day because every day we go through something uncomfortable but a lot of the times well at least in the past I've been living on autopilot and I'm just like not consciously living life I'm not actively trying to make myself be in a better situation I'm just kind of going with the flow of life but I just find every day so much more rewarding when I know that I've conquered something new or like I've learned something new and it's like just like more self-awareness of what you're going through, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, It's like mastering yourself is like the key to mastering your life, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I have one last question to end the podcast. Um, I usually ask the growing season one at the end, but uh, I'm just going to ask you if there is one lesson, any lesson, I know I'm like putting you on the spot, any lesson that listeners could take away from our conversation today, what would you say that would be? Oh my God, this is such a hard question. And you can take your time with it. Okay. Oh my God. Why are you doing this to me, Maggie? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want want me to narrow it down? Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. That would help. How about if listeners could implement one sort of mindfulness practice or any mindfulness tips in their life okay that narrows it down a bit more um I think the one mindfulness tip this sounds really funny but just 
conscious deep breathing mm. like deep belly breath and I've like really realized the power of our breath this year like people are not lying when they say your breath is your life force like each breath you take in you're giving your body life you're like awakening your cells yeah and like breath breathing is healing like breathing is healing breathing is being present breathing is being alive and so like whatever it is you're going through like whether it's discomfort just take a moment of stillness to breathe like before this podcast I did a lot of deep conscious breathing before you react do deep breathing um before you connect with someone like breathe like it allows you to be in the present and allows you to be embodied which is like in your body and not living up in our mind which I just think is the most powerful thing and it's so cool how it's it's so simple and so easily done but a lot of us don't realize how powerful it is in our day-to-day lives Mm, I'm smiling so much right now I'm so happy (laughs) this is such a good podcast like I can't believe I was so anxious before (laughs) it's so nice talking to you I know we've not we haven't actually okay so Iana and I have been like sending hundreds of video of voice messages back and forth but we haven't actually had like yeah (laughs) yeah and posts like every single day I love it um but we haven't actually had like a like an actual call so this has been so amazing thank you so much for joining me today and for listeners who are curious to learn more about you where can they find you and just you know your your page yeah so I actually created a new um wellness account so it's called wellness with Ian that's short for my name Iana and on there just post a lot of stuff about wellness mindfulness psychology um me being kind of weird (laughs) random late night thoughts healing just everything that we kind of just talked about condensing yeah dancing (laughs) um and I would love it if you could follow me on there I think it's like a really uplifting space that I hope more people can be a part of yay thank you so much for joining me today I had so much fun and (laughs) me too I'm so happy (laughs) thank you for having me Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave me a review and give me a follow. And you can also find me on my Instagram at mags.lee and at its growing season, as well as my website, which is growwithmaggie.com. And you'll be able to find all of this in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for taking the time to listen. And I hope to see you in a future episode. Bye, everybody.